You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, welcome back to a, another episode of Couch Talks. My name is Kat. Couch Talks is the bonus episode that comes out every week of You Need Therapy, where I answer listener questions that you guys send me directly to Catherine at youneedtherapypodcast.com. So if you have a question, send it my way to that email, and hopefully I will get to it at some point in my life. <laughs> I answer two questions each week, and so I do my best to get two questions as fast as I can. And this week, we have two really great questions that I'm excited to talk about. One is a question about mental health, and then one is, I guess it's also about mental health, but then I have an Enneagram question that I actually reached out to Katie, who did our first Enneagram episode a couple weeks ago. I reached out to her because she's an expert in the Enneagram, and I like to go to the, if there is an expert expert, I like to go to that source. So then I had her answer that question. So before we get to that, I hope everybody is having a good week. It's Christmas week. So if Christmas is something that you celebrate, there's probably a lot of energy going around. I recorded a whole intro to this about how it was Christmas Eve when you were, it would be Christmas Eve when you guys were listening to this. And then, you know, about a week later, I'm like, oh, Christmas Eve is Thursday. This comes out Wednesday. Therefore, I have to redo that. So here we are. I know that for me, Chris, the week of Christmas is really exciting and I get more excited about the buildup than the actual day. So I'm trying to savor every single moment that I get this week. And um, I took a couple days off of work, you know, getting a little crazy, doing some self-care. So I hope if you are somebody who celebrates Christmas that you are enjoying your week and getting excited about what is to come, even though it's going to be real different this year. And, you know, I think that's the theme. 
it's going to be different this year. So the first question was an email that I got. And in the beginning, she just talked about how she's loving the podcast and all that. And then she got to this part that I'm going to actually share with you. She writes, the reason I'm writing is because I would like to learn more about the different personality disorders. I find them fascinating. Is this something that you could talk more about on the podcast? In particular, I've had a couple personal experiences with borderline and bipolar disorder. Also, if you have any books to recommend on personality disorders, I would love to read more about it. Okay, so I am so excited to talk about this because borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder get very confused for each other very often. One is a mood disorder and one is a personality disorder. A mood disorder has to do with the chemicals in your brain, right? And your mood. And a personality disorder is very different from that. There are also multiple types of bipolar disorder. The main include bipolar one and bipolar two. One includes mania, which is where you'd hear somebody saying the word manic. They're acting manic. That's included in bipolar one. If you have bipolar two, you don't experience mania you experience something called hypomania, which is a less severe version of mania. I'm not going to go into all of the details of that because I don't think that that's super important for the common everyday person to know, but I just want you to know that there is a big difference between bipolar disorder, the different types of bipolar disorder, and borderline personality disorder. Borderline personality disorder is a personality disorder. It's most likely formed through experiencing trauma. And I call the traits of borderline personality disorder survival traits of trauma. They are essentially things that we pick up from moving through trauma. And to some extent, it shows us some resilience. So somebody who has borderline personality disorder, I like to describe this in the way of uh, emotional wounding and their ability to withhold and withstand and cope with emotions. So I like to use the metaphor of burns, like third degree burn. If you had a third degree burn on your arm and it was an open wound and I grabbed your arm, you would probably scream and say, oh my God, Catherine, you probably say some cuss words and you would probably like want to punch me in the face, right? Which makes sense. If you just were a normal person with a normal arm that didn't have any burns on it and I touched your arm, you just would probably like, cat's touching my arm. You might wonder why I'm touching your arm, but you wouldn't scream probably and it wouldn't hurt you and it wouldn't be extreme, right? When somebody who has borderline personality disorder, their ability to cope and withstand emotions is just like that. So we're a everyday human that doesn't have this personality disorder can experience sadness or anger or loneliness or hurt and they experience it and it's not great but they have a tolerance to be able to sit in it somebody with borderline personality disorder they do not have as much of a tolerance so sadness feels like the end of the world or anger feels like the end of the world it's like somebody's touching them with a third degree wound of an emotion if that makes any sense. And so it has a lot to do with distress tolerance and their ability to cope and deal with regulating their emotions. Again, a lot of that comes from going through a traumatic event, a lot of times having to deal with some form of abandonment, whether it's emotional, spiritual, sexual, any of that. So obviously these, because we're talking about it, these different things, borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder are very different, yet they can look very similar. I think a huge misconception with bipolar disorder is that people think it's just rapid mood changes. That's not the case. You're not going to be depressed one day and wake up and be manic the next. That's more likely to 
look like somebody with borderline personality disorder, their moods can shift a lot more quickly because of their inability to deal with their emotions. So somebody with bipolar disorder is going to have longer experiences of either emotion. And so I just wanted to say that because I get really frustrated when people are like, oh, she's so bipolar. He's so bipolar. And that's actually not what bipolar disorder looks like at all. So all on that to say, you can actually have both at the same time. This kind of stuff requires professional evaluation, med management with a professional and a good amount of therapy. There's not enough information that I can give someone on a podcast to help heal from either of those or deal in quotes with somebody in your life who has it. But I do think it's important to talk about them and normalize them because both are mental health disorders and things to be taken really seriously and not made fun of and make light of because they're real things people deal with and they're not fun. So if you know somebody who is struggling with any of these, it can be super hard to be in relationship with them. But to an extent, these people are not choosing these symptoms. And so I do want to offer some like love and empathy to people that are struggling with these disorders. There is hope in people with both of these. Bipolar disorder, it can be managed with medication and therapy. Now, it might be hard to find the right combination of different medications. It might take a little bit to get to that. And it's it can be really frustrating, but it's possible. And somebody with borderline personality disorder, we can work through and, and work on some coping skills and, and move through some myths and some lies that lead them to believe the things and experience life the way they experience it. It just takes a lot of work. And it's, it's really hard work too, because again, that is a personality disorder that is a result of usually some really tough trauma that somebody's been through. You mentioned some book recommendations and I have a couple. There are two books that I think are good when it comes to borderline personality disorder. One is I Hate You, Don't Leave Me. I have that one in my office. The Another one that's really popular is called Walking on Eggshells. I actually haven't read that book, so I can't vouch for it, but I, I've just heard it a lot and some people have really liked it. And then this isn't about borderline personality disorder, but since we talked about narcissism recently, there's a book called The Wizard of Oz and Other Narcissists. And that one is really great to learn about narcissism, especially if it's with somebody in your family. And then another book that I think is great just when it comes to somebody who is struggling with anybody who has some mental health struggles is this book called Codependency No More. That helps us kind of remove ourselves from entangling ourselves into other people's stuff and entangling other people into our stuff. So that's just a good book to read. And codependency is a whole nother thing that we might talk about one day on the show. Hey guys, Kat here. And I have something very important to talk to you guys about. Now, I know you're used to hearing me talk about therapy and how important it can be for you and how transformative it can be for you in your life. But if you're somebody who's tried therapy and it just hasn't done the trick or you just need a little extra boost, I think I've found the next best thing. And the next best thing might just be Cozy Earth and their bamboo sheets and their bamboo pajamas. It feels like you are stepping into a buttery, cozy, warm, and cool hug all at the same time. And that's just their pajamas. Don't even get me started on their sheets. As soon as I touched them, I said, okay, we're changing the sheets right now. And the bonus is they come in this really cute travel tote so you can take your sheets with you wherever you go. Elevate your summer getaway with Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding and loungewear, ensuring the comfort of home wherever you roam. We're all in luck because you can discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use 
our code you need at checkout to get 35% off. Yes, 35% off. And let them know that we sent you You Need Therapy after you check out. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, now our second question comes from a listener, and I'm going to read you the question that she sent me, and then I'm going to read you Katie's response. Again, Katie is the expert, the Enneagram expert. She's also a licensed therapist in Tennessee, so if you want to um, do any work with her as a therapist or some Enneagram coaching, she could do that as well. She actually also has a new program coming out called The Practice that helps people dive deeper into all of the things Enneagram and all of that, and so if you resonated with her on the episode or the way she answered this question, reach out to her. I'll tag her handle in the show notes. Anyway, so this is from Katie. And um, well, this is a question and it reads, good morning, Kat. I have a question for you about the Enneagram conversation that you shared last week, which I am so thankful for. I've been hearing people's numbers for a long time, but this was the first time I have had it explained. You did such a good job at educating. Well, thank you. And I thank Katie for all of that. My question is about my kids, ages 13 and 11. As you were talking, I could hear traits of theirs in the the numbers and could get a sense for where they would most likely land. However, it seemed like these were for adults and our childhood and upbringing has a great impact on the outcome. Can you clarify for me how much of where you land on the Enneagram is nurture versus nature? I ask because I want to understand if I can use some of the work suggested with them or if it is way too soon for teaching techniques or how to understand 
understand why they do the things they do. Hopefully this rambling makes sense. Thank you for everything you do. It totally makes sense, which is why I wanted to answer this the best way possible. So Katie wrote back, this is such a great question. Here is my humble opinion. And there are several. I would argue that it's 50-50 nature versus nurture. Our personalities are still forming as we move through adolescence. I define personality in a simplistic way as the story we live out of. We are very much still forming those stories in our early years. Temperament is part of personality. We are born with a temperament and that is absolutely at work from day one. That said, I think it's tough to type youngsters at that point and prefer to do so around age 18. I think it's very possible to observe which triad or intelligence center is dominant a bit younger simply by getting a sense of how our kids experience or move through the world. Are they more of a feeler or are they more cerebral or more kinesthetic? Again, this is the rule in my opinion. There are exceptions. Some people believe that you can tell what type of person is when they are infants. I don't believe this as they haven't had any life experiences to shape them. The ego or survival strategy for planet Earth, as I've heard it referred to, hasn't had time to take shape. I hope this helps. Okay, this is me talking now. I think that helps greatly. And I totally um, would have answered this very similarly, but I definitely wanted to get Katie's input. And I'm so grateful, Katie, that you took time to send this over to me and read that question and answer so concisely. So thank you. And to the listener that sent that in, thank you for sending that in because I'm sure other parents were wondering the same thing or just anybody was wondering that. So that concludes this episode of Couch Talks, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. These Both these questions were amazing, and I'm really glad that you guys sent them in. I, again, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas if you do celebrate Christmas. And if not, I just hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And on Monday, I am excited because I am bringing back a guest that I've had on before to talk about some things as it pertains to the new year and what we tend to do in the new year. So stay tuned for that. And again, follow me on Instagram at at cat.defada and you can follow the podcast at at unitherapy podcast. Always reach out. I love hearing from you guys. And if you could give me a Christmas present, I would love if you would scroll to the bottom of Apple Podcasts and rate subscribe and comment on this podcast for me. When you guys do that, that actually helps populate this so more listeners can see it and it pops up on their screen and more people have access to all of the great things that we get to talk about on this show. So that'll be a great Christmas present. And you can combine it with my birthday because my birthday was December 4th. And so you can give me like a big birthday Christmas present and uh, I'm gonna let you guys go now. So a happy Wednesday, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. I won't say happy new year yet because I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 